This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this Thursday. Accidents on Highway 82 yesterday shut down east and westbound lanes for multiple hours. The first accident occurred around 9 a.m. at the East Two Rivers Light in Basalt. A small sedan crashed into the back of a semi-truck. There was one injury and the person was transported to Aspen Valley Hospital. The highway was cleared after about 45 minutes, but there was another two-car accident near the Lazy Glen neighborhood not long after. Around 11 a.m., a FedEx delivery truck and a truck carrying lumber collided. The Pickens County Sheriff's Office says one person was injured in the crash and was transported to a local hospital. That collision caused westbound lane closures for almost four hours. The sheriff's office says they had to wait for Colorado State Patrol to investigate the crash because commercial vehicles were involved. They also had to tow one of the large trucks. The debate over the Roaring Fork School District's adoption of the 3R health curriculum took center stage during last fall's school board elections, and school officials want to address misinformation spreading about the comprehensive sex ed curriculum. The 3Rs stand for rights, respect, and responsibility, but some parents say the lesson plans are inappropriate, particularly those that teach young students, including kindergartners, about sexual anatomy. Kendra Nagy is the school-based health center's medical director. Research shows that children who have open and accurate discussions about their anatomy and about their bodies, those children are actually less likely to experience child abuse. Nagy says other benefits of comprehensive sex ed include an increase in healthy relationships and condom use, as well as students waiting longer before having sex for the first time. So from a community health standpoint, public health standpoint, I really feel like the value can't be understated. But Interim Superintendent Anna Cole says she understands the concerns of some parents. There are areas where I think folks might disagree with us on when we say it's the right moment to talk about anatomy. When is the right moment in developmental stages to talk about puberty? When is the right time to talk about sexually transmitted diseases? And she says she's been flexible working with Nagy and others to determine which lessons they recommend teaching at what grade levels. Colorado state law mandates that if schools implement sex ed, it has to be gender inclusive. But Nagy says those conversations don't begin until third grade. In and around the age of third grade is when the language within the lessons changes where you might be talking about a person with a specific body part as opposed to male versus female. But the discussion of gender and the discussion of gender being a spectrum is something that really does not become a a focus or a core lesson until middle school. The school board passed the K-12 sex ed curriculum last spring. Some schools in the district have already started implementing the lessons, which are taught by school-based health center staff and nurses. But others are waiting to see how students and teachers respond to the curriculum before getting started. Parents are allowed to opt their children out of any of these lessons if they believe their kids aren't ready or if they disagree with the content. The school district wellness committee will meet on January 16th from 5 to 6.30 p.m. to discuss the curriculum rollout so far. The meeting will be open to the public. 
Basalt Mayor Bill Kane has announced he won't seek a second term in April. The Aspen Daily News reports Councilman David Knight hopes to take his place and has already taken out a nominating petition. Knight's council position will also be up for election along with two other council seats in April. The town is hoping to appoint someone to fill former Councilor Glenn Drummond's seat ahead of the upcoming election, though. He resigned at the end of November for personal reasons. The town is accepting letters of interest from applicants through tomorrow and will discuss a possible appointment on January 9th. The appointee will still have to run for election in April to retain the position. Incumbent Councilor Elise Hoddle's position is also up in April. According to the Daily News, she has yet to decide on whether she'll run for re-election. Basalt's municipal election takes place on April 2nd. The nominating petitions for the three council seats and mayor position are available now from the town clerk and must be returned by 5 p.m. on January 22nd. The Aspen Picking County Housing Authority says Mayor Tory's purchase of a deed-restricted apartment in August was by the books and consistent with other similar sales last year. As the Aspen Daily News reports, APSHA's remarks came after a recent opinion piece was published in the Aspen Times by a local resident who suggested that the housing authority gave the mayor special treatment. The resident claimed APSHA helped Mayor Tory circumvent its restrictions to secure an affordable unit for himself without going through the lottery process. But APSHA says the unit is one of many that exist under antiquated deed restrictions that do not require a lottery. The unit's original deed restriction dates back to 1982, the same year APSHA was created. Tory rented the apartment in the Tom Thumb building on East Hyman Avenue for 19 years before purchasing it in August. He says he maintained a good relationship with the owner and that she asked if he'd like to purchase it when she put it up for sale. When Tory bought the unit, Apsha updated the deed restriction so that all future sales of the property will entail a lottery. Vail is planning to break ground on more affordable housing units this year. That's thanks to a collaboration between the town, Eagle County, and Habitat for Humanity, Vail Valley. The nonprofit plans to build 10 three-bedroom units in Timber Ridge across I-70 from the Cascade Village lift. The deed-restricted homes will be available to people that make less than 80% of the area's median income. Habitat plans to offer zero-interest mortgages with the help of the town and the county. Vail is contributing $2 million to the mortgage pilot program, and Eagle is set to contribute another $2 million. A local Thai restaurant has a new look as it celebrates 13 years in business this month. Kaya Williams has more on the updates at Bangkok Happy Bowl. The restaurant's design was originally inspired by the mountains of northern Thailand, surrounding diners with shades of dark green, purple, and brown. Now, the owners are going in a different direction, inspired by the light whites and blues of Thailand's coast to the south. There's a new corner-to-corner mural with fishermen on one wall and a painting of merchants floating through a canal on another. But aside from the new look, founders Kirk and Paula Colt haven't changed much. The menu still has favorites like pad thai and green curry, and many dishes still ring in under 20 bucks, a rarity in Aspen's dining scene. Kirk says that's the whole point. Fine cuisine, reasonably priced, and affordable and accessible. That's what we love to bring to Aspen. Paula says she's proud that the restaurant has become a fixture here 
even as the Colts have opened other establishments in Colorado and Hawaii. I think this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is my dream come true because I do a lot of restaurant and a lot of community, but this is always in our heart. From the Edless Neeson Arts and Culture Desk, I'm Kaya Williams. In other local arts and culture news, a new ski comedy directed by Katie Burrill will screen at the Isis Theater next week, and tickets are going fast. Week Layers stars Burrill, Jaden Wong, and Chelsea Conright as three friends desperate to make a quick buck in a ski town. They decide to enter a ski movie competition and brush up against industry pros like Scott Gaffney, Michelle Parker, and Cody Townsend. The screening is scheduled for Friday next week during Aspen's Winter Skull Festival. Tickets are available through Aspen Film for just $7.30 in honor of the 73rd annual Winter Skull. SkiCo is holding a poster contest for the upcoming World Cup ski races in March. The winning design will be printed on a commemorative poster for the Winter National event. It will also be added to Aspen's collection of ski racing art. SkiCo says the design will be selected based on originality and relevance to Aspen's ski racing heritage and the longstanding Winter National tradition. Artists must submit their work by January 15th. The winner will be selected from 10 finalists and will receive a $1,000 gift card valid at any Aspen One business. That includes Aspen Snowmass Ski Areas, Aspen Hospitality Hotels, and Aspen X locations. All other finalists will receive $200 gift cards and will have their work featured throughout the World Cup weekend. In statewide news, Donald Trump has officially asked the U.S. Supreme Court to review Colorado's ballot ban of the former president. The Colorado Supreme Court disqualified Trump from the GOP primary in a ruling last month. They found he had committed insurrection and is therefore ineligible to hold office again, according to the 14th Amendment. Trump's lawyers appealed that decision yesterday. Legal experts widely believe the nation's highest court will have no choice but to take up the case. The 2024 legislative session starts at the state capitol next week. KUNC State House reporter Lucas Brady Woods says top Democratic lawmakers are determined to address Colorado's housing crisis. Last year, the legislature's Democratic majority failed to pass their flagship housing bill. It would have changed land use rules across the state in order to increase housing density. Now the party's leadership wants to break the bill down into multiple measures for this year's lawmaking term. Senate Majority Leader Robert Rodriguez says an important piece of that will be legislation focused on the intersection of housing and public transportation. Looking at density in the transit areas where we have some of this train and rail that we can get more access to more dense housing for people that may not want to own a car and can commute back and forth and get everybody to work. Other housing measures will focus on zoning and property tax reforms. Rodriguez says there will also be bills around public safety, health care costs, climate change and economic inequities. I'm Lucas Brady Woods in Denver. The Aspen Public Radio Newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.